You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. Sorry, my heart rate is still at like (laughs) 600. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 21st, episode 3251. Good morning, Horse World. You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You're in for an amazing horsey week of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie. Well, good how morning. is it possible? I just don't understand how it's possible, Glenn. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Kyle Flowers is joining us today from F&M Clydesdales, to, and he's going to tell us all about the Clydesdale and our breed highlight for today. And sometimes you have to let the spouse win one, and Jamie and I both did that this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that, too. <laughs> Dream jobs uh, our listeners have. I did a post for our auditors today that uh, some of the answers there are interesting. We're going to do an update on barn shopping. And uh, Jamie um, is going to talk about what it's like to have a wasp attack you right before the show starts. Oh, my God. Why is there like a four-inch long red wasp on my window right in front of my face? And so I take my shoe off, and I'm like, I can't let this guy survive. So I hit him, and then he falls behind my desk and disappears. And then he goes behind my desk, and I'm supposed to put my feet under my desk. And I'm not going to do that with a freaking wasp that I haven't found the location for. And then I hear something. I think he fell into my trash can and I just heard something moving around in my trash can I just ran outside put the trash can outside hoping he didn't sting my hand on the way out and then he's outside but maybe he's not I don't know I didn't see him in the trash can because he was in the trash can so now I've got uh, I can't put my feet down (laughs) (sighs) and you're going to hear the auditors will get the privilege of hearing the swearing that was involved in in trying to get the wasp because I recorded that please did not you did (laughs) not record that So auditors, hang on. Jesus, nothing is sacred. <laughs> well, this is a question first world problems, and you'll get to hear Jamie's. I can't uh, believe swearing. you recorded I that. Did. I did. You have broken it trust. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Everything about you is funny today. Oh, uh, just wait. I'm, I'm <laughs> dropping a bomb on you in just a second. You just wait. <laughs> Hey, we do want to uh, give, geez, give our best. Uh, I don't know if you've seen about the what's happening with the flooding down in California, but Palm Beach is completely cut off. They can't get in or out. Dodger Stadium has a moat the entire way around it. It's completely surrounded with water. Um, and between that and the fires up in the Northwest and earthquakes and all the heat that's just ridiculous in the rest of the country, we're thinking about all of you, uh, you know, our best to all of you. I know we have a lot of listeners in California and Southern California. So uh, we're wishing you guys the best. And wow. Wow. Sorry. That weeks. makes my wasp problem. Yes. Not very big. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's just crazy weather out there right now. So we're thinking about all of you and uh, stay safe. We 
have one on her birthday, and it's our nomad, who we haven't had on in a while. She travels all around the country and does uh, wild, exciting things. She's really a badass, uh, Jessica Isbrecht. Uh, Jessica, where are you? Are you in the rain, or are you on the east? I don't know even where you are right now. So let us know, and we need to get you back on the show to give us an update. So I'm going to need Wednesday morning off. Can I have Wednesday morning off? Uh, no, I because I'm off. I can't, Well, I can't be here either, so we're going to have to run a best of. Listen, you maybe do this podcast called Retired Racehorse Radio, Glenn. Yes. And I did like over 100 episodes. And every episode... We had Leandra Cooper from New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program come on the show and highlight various thoroughbreds that were available for adoption. And every time she came on, I asked her, do you have any American pharaoh babies that are sound and ready to go? No, 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 never, never, never. Well, I got a call this morning, oh, Glenn. No. <laughs> I got a call this morning from Leandra or a message, a, a Facebook message. And she's like, uh, we got American Pharaoh baby in and he's sound and he's absolutely perfect for you. <laughs> so that's cool. Cause I don't need a horse. So I'm like, well, that would be silly. Well, he's an American Pharaoh baby. He's three years old. And he was just surrendered because basically he couldn't outrun me. And he was surrendered by Bobby Flay. Oh, really? And he's, he's, he's three. So, um, let me see here. Let me find these where, messages. Where, is he in Lexington? Yep. Or he's in Lexington. He's in Lexington. So I might have booked a flight for tomorrow. <laughs> So tomorrow I head out at 6 a.m. on a flight to Dallas, then to fly to Lexington to go look at a world. Then I'll catch an Uber to get out to new vocations where I'm going to look at an American feral baby named uh, American Hustle. So, of course, I'm laying in bed when I get this message like 6 a.m. There's Chad. I'm like, hey, check this out. Well, now I know how he got a motorcycle. it's a give and take but uh yeah so i am gonna go and so she sent me some video of him and uh he's like she's like 16 one or 16 two just a really cool little chestnut gelding and um she said that i would be quote the greatest match for him and I, so I called Chad and I, or I talked to Chad. I'm like, there's an American Pharaoh baby. He's like, you've been really wanting one of those, but you know, you don't need another horse. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't need another horse. He was like, well, we did just get all the hay for the winter. So you should be good on food for the winter. I was like, Oh my God. Oh, so he leaves. Where is he? He's playing golf. I call him. Uh, so honey, um, he's like, are you calling about a horse? <laughs> said, well, I might be, what do you do on Wednesday? And I, he's like, well, I've, I'm probably going to go on a trip Wednesday night, Thursday. So, um, I was like, well, I kind of, I kind of booked a flight for Wednesday. 
And he's like, oh, well, it would be better if you go tomorrow because I was like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what is happening? I swear to God, something else is coming because something came this weekend. Yes, I think that's we will that, get into. That But anyway, wish me luck. I'm going to go see my potential dream pony at New Vocations. I've been waiting on an American Pharaoh. I mean, I have like a giant Fredstone print of American Pharaoh in my living room. I have his Breeders' Cup uh, jacket. I am just an American Pharaoh fan, always have been, and I'm super excited to go meet one of his sons who sold for, I think, like in the yearling auction for like $250,000, and he ran like four times. And they retired him because they didn't want to have him go down in claimers. So they just, they were like, here, we want to give him to you, to new vocations. And Leandro called me, and I'm going to see him tomorrow. Does he come with a Bobby Flay meal of the month package. <laughs> the meal of the month club from Bobby Flay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go see him tomorrow. So I'm not going to be here Wednesday. Sorry. <laughs> okay. We'll have to let Ashley know that she's hosting the show by herself on Wednesday. Oh no, I'm sorry. That was my Ashley day. Oh, bummer. <laughs> uh, so that, well, the, now I was going to pick on you about the other thing, but now it makes sense. Because it's you just know, it's, it's his turn is basically yeah, because, what's happening. So on the show, you have said repeatedly that Chad is not getting a motorcycle, and it, it, it's very cliche, by the way, in Chad's case about the motorcycle because he's a fighter pilot. So it's just a cliche, anyway. Um, when I met Chad, he literally drove a motorcycle as his only vehicle and drove to the Air Force Base, probably shirtless with dog tags hanging off. He lived in like a condo in like a cool part of Phoenix. And and now he lives on a farm and drives a tractor and like that's his life. So I feel like I've changed it. And, but once, and he's always had a motorcycle that we've been together because he was like, it's such a cheap commute to get to the, to the base, you know, it just drives the motorcycle and up, whatever. And when they're driving the motorcycle to, to work, they have so much protective gear and everything. And so it was okay until we had a kid. And then I was like, okay, this is not a family friendly automobile. Plus I am not raising this child alone. Like you, at least let's get him off to college and get college paid for it before you kill yourself. So he decided, yes, you're right. So he sold the motorcycle. But Glenn, what I wanted to focus on was, I don't know if it was on the air or off the air last, when I told you about the puppy, I said, I can't believe Chad agreed to getting the puppy. Oh yeah. This and is the, the, the 15th. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. This is a bass on puppy that we got. And I was like, is he cheating on me? Like, oh, why? Sorry, we did on? that on the air. <laughs> and he, and then you said, this is a long con and he's going to get a motorcycle. Yes, I did. I told him that yesterday. I said, Glenn was right. And he's like, what? I said, Glenn was right. He told me you were going to get a motorcycle and I'm going to dig out the audio. So yes, my husband bought a motorcycle and just another family-friendly, really sensible farm vehicle. Well, and uh, I noticed that your son has taken a liking to the motorcycle. Mom, can I ride the motorcycle with that again? <laughs> you know who's never going to touch a horse again? <laughs> I know. I'm done. I'm done. My husband, my son. And he got him a really cool a- helmet. That didn't help. <laughs> my son wants to be a pilot and drive a motorcycle. Like what? I I live alone. <laughs> I. To be honest, after you post that picture over the weekend, you know I couldn't stop laughing. Matter of fact, I was still laughing when you answered the phone this morning. <laughs> I just couldn't help it. Because we've had this conversation off the air a dozen times, too. <laughs> well, when he brought it home, I was like, it was a long con. You were conning me. 
you made me think you were cheating on me, but all you did, oh, it's like it's, he played my game. Yes, Glenn. he did. He played <laughs> my game. Oh, I didn't cheat on you. I just got a motorcycle. Like, yeah, which is okay. worse. <laughs> <sighs> well, we both lost this weekend, actually, because um, we were driving up to look at a tractor. And we it's like real rural above where we're going to live, and it's really rural. You're going to Chiefland is the name of the town. And it's very, very rural. So we get up there, and we're driving by this this place that does the metal barns. And I said to Jennifer, I said, that's one of the places we wanted to look at. And she's been getting quotes from different places, and some get back to you and some don't. You know how it is right now. So I said, why don't we just stop there and you know go to Tractor After? So we stopped there, and these guys were the nicest guys in Chiefland. Good old boys, and they designed the whole thing, came in way under the prices we were getting from anybody else, and they actually make them. They don't just sell them and install them, and the whole thing is like, okay, so we had these two designs, one I really liked and one she really liked, and guess which one we're getting? Well, it doesn't matter what you like. Just no, I'm just going to say yeah, that right it, now. It's like no, it it's like asking for an opinion on planning a wedding from the groom. Like Nobody <laughs> cares. We're just trying to make you feel better. <laughs> well, that's what happened, but... Now we have the barn. So <laughs> so we're definitely getting the one she liked. And uh, it just was fate that we were driving by this place. And they were terrific and really easy to deal with. Then we went to look at the tractor and discovered the tractor is going to cost 50% more than the barn. Oh, my God. But, and it's not a big tractor. tractor. It's a little tractor. And oh. they are so expensive now. <laughs> It is incredible. I didn't end up buying the tractor because after having bought a barn, I was in shock. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, honey, we're going to go get you a tractor. Oh, wait. Oh, wow. Well, look at that over there. You're like, wow, we should pull in. She's like, wow, that's such a good idea. I didn't have that planned at all. I didn't pick a tractor that would have been taken us right by this place. That's so weird. And then you get out and you're like, oh, my God, it's like it's free. It's 50 percent less. And then you don't get the tractor. <laughs> nope. I mean, eventually we're well going to have to get a tractor. Jennifer. but. Oh, my God, Jamie, they're expensive. They are really expensive. And finding yeah, used we, ones tough right now. We scored with ours. I mean, I just happened to get – we didn't even live here yet. And I found one on, like, some Oklahoma Facebook page. And it turns out the guy works for State Farm and knows my dad and gave us a sweet deal oh. and gave us all the implement. Like, oh, my God. You it was lucky. crazy. Yeah, And that totally was pre-COVID lucky. when the prices were half of what they are now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't even – it's well, like how the, much was it? How much was the tractor? it? tractor, and this is a little one. This is like the second size up from the smallest one you can get with a bucket, okay? Does it have, oh, so it has a front end loader. It has a front end loader. It lifts maybe 1,000 pounds. It's not a big tractor. And it will do a four-foot bush hog, not a five-foot, $30,000. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yep. Well, I don't want to tell you what we paid for ours with all the implements. No. I actually do. <laughs> we're still um, looking. So, we're still looking for a used one. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. So that was for a new one, thirty new one. grand. Yep. And you get any size, like the size we probably should have for any farm. If you want to move round bales comfortably and stuff, you're you're looking at thirty five, forty thousand dollars now. Oh my god! That I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. I don't think I've had. It was every bit as much as the car we bought. Well, the last truck, the Ranger we bought. Well, that's why I ended up buying the Beetle because to buy a side by side was going to be $25,000. I fell over when I saw the cost of side by sides now. Especially if they have a dump, you know, dump bucket or dump thing, Uh dump bed, whatever it's called. Oh my God, you're right. $20,000, $30,000 for one of those. Well, here's what I recommend doing is get somebody who's selling one after the end of hunting season. I don't want to think about all the dead deer carcasses that were in the back of my Ranger. 
especially in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. <laughs> I also saw on a lighter note, well, so there's how we both lost over the weekend. Um, on a lighter note, uh, on a good I note. I feel like I lost more, just so you know. You're flying My... out to look at a horse you don't need. <laughs> That's a whole separate story, Glenn. Okay. It's unrelated. Oh, yeah. But okay. it probably did, the motorcycle purchase did help with that. I bet it did. <laughs> I said it did. He even texted me back. You know what? He's going to get a plane because here's what happened is I sent him the video that she sent me and she, you know what his response was to the video? He's really cute. Who are you? Oh, he's building a plane in a garage someplace. You don't even know about. <laughs> he's already bought it. He's got a garage between there and Dallas where he goes to get his flights. Somewhere in between those two, he stops for a couple hours each way and builds his plane. Oh, my God. If you're right, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you were cutting some hay, though, I saw. I saw, saw pictures of that. It is, yes. Uh, some people are able to get their hay in right now if it's not raining. I know. Well, you know what? It was the perfect time because we got it in and we have a string of 105 degrees last week and this week. So it was about the last minute you get cut it without it being just dead, you know, dropped on the ground before you cut it. So, yeah, we cut the hay and our like back 10 acres. And, you know, the the first time when we fertilized and we were like really excited about doing it, we got 20 bales. And then the second cutting, we got two and a half. So it was not financially a good idea to cut it. So this time I was like, we'll just cut it once. But it took a while to get it cut because we got so much rain. So we ended up getting, and gas prices have gone down. So it didn't quite cost me as much to get it cut. So I averaged, I got 12 bales this time, an average of $60 a round bale. So oh, the round ones. Okay. Yeah. So I was, th- I'm That's thrilled good. with that. Yeah. I'm thrilled with it considering I bought round bales for 120 a piece and these are about the same size and they're from my backyard. So I'm, oh, really you have excited. plenty to feed over. Uh, your overabundance of horses. I know, right? <laughs> That's what I thought. Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa. While, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of our ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. That's CosequinEquine.com. And also, you had in the notes from Friday, we never got to it, about registering a, your filly and the nightmare oh that's been. <laughs> that's been a whole lot of fun. Do you Which one is that? it? Uh, Effie, my my yearling okay, filly. Yeah. Do you want to hear about it now or you want to save it? Uh, we have 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's just really interesting to attempt to register warm bloods. I, I, I'm not a breeder and I've not really been good at that kind of paperwork thing. And I understand why people go, I never got around to getting them registered. So I'm selling it as grade uh, because it's annoying and it costs a lot of money. And so with registering the Philly, typically with a warm blood, you would take them to an inspection. Yeah. Okay. Now I have not, I did not take Zara, my first baby to an inspection. Cause she actually got really sick right before the inspection and had to be quarantined uh or at least kept separate from other baby horses so with this time i was like oh i'll finally get to inspect the filly well then she broke her leg you know broke her knee and had to have screw put in you can't have them running around trailering for hours and running around and think so i couldn't get her inspected so fast forward to 
after that, I was like, I don't want to spend all that money and hassle getting her registered if I'm going to have to put her down. You know, like, let's be real. I was trying to be realistic. Well, it turns out she's she made it to a year. She's doing great. She's the sweetest thing on the farm. And so I decided I need to get her registered. So I contact the registry. They're sending me a DNA kit and I'm getting papers because I lost them on Zara. So I'm getting papers for those as well. So that costs money. So I call and I'm like, here's the paperwork and uh, I'm filling out the forms. Okay, well, we need a DNA test. Okay, so they're sending me a DNA kit. Then they message me and they send me a vet form. So the vet has to fill out a form and send it back. Okay, so I get the get the form, get it to the vet. Vet gets it back to me. I get it back to them. Oh, we noticed that you've checked off that your vet checked off that she's black. Yes, she is black. Well, and which registry need, is this? This is the uh, Oldenburg. Okay. And so I said yes. Uh, so I, I need to verify that she's black with photos of her tail head and her mane. I guess people maybe try to pass off as black what isn't black, but she's black. Is black she's, good in the Oldenburg? I guess it's it, it it requires an extra. Yeah, I guess it's good. I, I guess it requires an extra level of verification. So huh. either photos show it, or they're going to have to color test her via DNA. Which again, more money. Then it comes to find out that I have to. The mare is not updated in the stallion book uh, in the in the mare okay. book because she was I didn't have a register. You know, like paid her dues for the year. So then I have to pay that for the year that she was bred and the year that the baby was foaled. And then they're like. The, I was like, well, the stallion is a Hanoverian, but he's approved Oldenburg. And they were like, great. Um, he's not up to date in our, I mean, he's in there. Like we have his DNA and everything, but he's not up to date. So you have to pay his fees as well oh to God. have him. So I'm paying for the mare the year that she was bred, the year that she was born, the year the baby was born and her feet. And then the stallion, the year that he was, that she, he was bred because they're not up to date because why? Because the stallion died over the year. So, and so then they were like, well, you could do Hanoverian, just take the mare and fold to the Hanoverian inspection. I'm like, well, the mare's dead. Like what? I, I this is like so hard. So I think I'm going to be like, you can just a, send me the money and I could buy a tractor. Oh God. <laughs> That's probably about what it's going to end up being. But the back and forth on paperwork, and so now I've got the paperwork to get Zara's papers, but that has to be notarized. So I've got to go find a notary who's going to notarize this. And then I can mail that separate. I'm like, oh my God, that's a whole nother check that I have to write. I just, they have a place in the bottom, just put your credit card number. And I was like, I'm just going to fill that in. Do you just, just, we'll, we'll discuss it at the end as to what, but yeah, it's just amazing. And the reason I have to register her is because she's never going to be you know, knock on wood, maybe, but never going to be rideable. So the only value that she'll have is she's impeccably bred by Devonair, a mm. warm blood stallion. And her mom is a very fancy Oldenburg. And so she needs to have papers. Otherwise, she's just a great mare, you know. <laughs> but again, when you see those ads, we're like, never got the registration done. So selling is great. I get it. <laughs> But I'm doing the extra work because she will have a better life if she's registered. She will not be branded because you can only get the branding at the inspection. So that kind of sucks. But anyway, yeah, that's the that's the saga, the ongoing saga. When I was doing this, on, we talked about talking about this on Friday. I was up to my ears in applications for 
registering stallions and mares and DNA kits and getting lost papers and all this nonsense. And now I'm up to, to my ears and new vocations, adoption agreements. <laughs> Lots of paperwork this week, Glenn. I Lots see that. Paperwork. It's just weird that you can like, oh, don't register them over here, register them over there. Well, either they are or they aren't. Well, they were like, you can get the mayor inspected and the Hanoverian, and then you can just go straight through him because he's current with the Hanoverian Society. I'm like, but yeah, but I can't get her inspected. Well, why not? Because she's dead. Like, that's just not a thing. Like, <laughs> I, I, she wasn't my mayor. I would have had all the things. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. It doesn't matter because it, there's no choice. It's yeah. just, just get the dang baby registered. And then there's like an affidavit you have to fill out to get him registered without inspection because like she hasn't been inspected. So she's not going to have a score at the register. <sighs> Anyway, she's really sweet. She's so sweet. <laughs> On that note, you probably can get the next uh, breed of horse we're talking about registered a, l- a little easier because they kind of have a look. So we have uh, Kyle Flowers coming on. He's from F&M Clydesdales, and he was recently highlighted in a news story about bringing Clydesdales back to the place where they started in the United States. And we're going to talk to him about that. Well, Kyle, thanks for joining us this morning. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Now, we've, you know, we've been doing this show for almost 14 years, so we've talked about Clydesdales a few times. But when we saw your article in KWQC, which is so easy to say, um, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, it was a different twist on the Clydesdale. And I wanted to talk to you about that. And it was about bringing Clydesdales back to Alexis, Illinois. Um, yep. Why is that important? Why is Alexis, Illinois the the... the really the hub of the story. Well, yeah, you're exactly right. Alexis is the hub of the story. And uh, myself and the other gentleman that's involved, his name is Sam Medhurst. We're Alexis natives. And uh, so Alexis historically was known as the American home of the Clydesdale horse. Um, Now, now, was there a Clydesdale horse uh, in the United States before Alexis made that claim? I, I don't know. I'm not here to debate that. But uh, there was a gentleman that uh, founded our town of Alexis. His name was Robert Holloway. And uh, from the research I've done, Robert Holloway went on a hunting excursion into Canada. And that was the first time he'd ever laid eyes on a Clydesdale horse. He had to have it, brought it into the United States and... I think how Alexis got their moniker was he was probably one of the first people to actually make a business out of it. It was nationally known and really even internationally known. They were they were shipping Clydesdales, you know, overseas and everything. So maybe there was a Clydesdale horse in the United States before Alexis, but I think that was probably the the reason we get to be the home of the Clydesdale horse in the United States is because we were internationally known for the, the quality stock and sale. And what was it? Was this the 1800s? Yeah. Late 1800s. So uh, the story keeps going that, um, Alexis, you know, wasn't even a town, uh, until Holloway created a town and Holloway is not even from Illinois. He's from Kentucky and, um, he's a, a war veteran. And I think back in those days, uh, the pension plan was giving veterans unsettled plots of land. Yes. And his unsettled plot of land was in the Alexis area now. So that's how the town came about. And Holloway was one of the founders. So 
Were Clydesdales really prevalent? Where were they prevalent before that, you know, before they came over here? So originally, the, the Clydesdale horse originated in Scotland. And when they came into the United States, as the story goes, uh, they came from Canada, from Holloway. That's that's how the story goes. Okay. And had you, did have you had Clydesdales all along, or was this something that's fairly new for you? No, that's and that's kind of that's kind of how it all came about. Was I'm 40 years old, and Sam is in his mid 60s. And, you know, I personally have never had a Clydesdale horse in this area. There's never been any Clydesdale horses in my lifetime in this area, even though we are the home of the Clydesdale horse. You know, the, the, just the way the draft horse died off in the entire nation from industrialization and the assembly line, so did the draft horse in Alexis, Illinois. But um, I guess I kind of I, I identify myself most deeply as an artist. So when I see those things, I saw it as an opportunity that you know we're the home of the Clydesdale horse, yet there's never been any horses in our modern day. And everybody loves a Clydesdale horse. It's a, it's a symbol of beauty. It's a symbol of power. A it's a symbol, symbol of, of beer. grace. Beer, yeah, beer, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So and we and we have a we have a fine establishment uptown called Jigs's Tavern. You can go get yourself a beer. So it's it just seemed to be almost an obvious opportunity for an artistic person like myself to to try to tie that all in with the town and sam the gentleman that's helping me on this he's he's the horseman of the operation he's had a lifetime of of horse experience and even more particularly draft horse experience he uh he spent his his younger years, his dad instilled the love of a horse in him, and then he kind of spent his, uh, you know, early twenties and whatnot. Uh, he traveled with six horse hitches and and helped helped show six horse hitches through the the show circuits and everything. So uh, he's he's had a lifetime of experience, and that's and we're actually we're actually neighbors. We live on the same road, and, and um, he just retired from the railroad last year, and and. Um, I helped manage my family's farm. So he, he helped us, uh, with harvest and we would just chop it up about different ideas. Cause we'd see every, see each other every day for, you know, two months. And, uh, I just shot that idea to him. I knew he was into horses and stuff. So I was like, how cool would it be to bring Clydesdale horses back to Alexis? Just, you know, that's just such a, such an amazing symbol and such a good thing to like kind of rally a town around. All right, and I he was in. Ask, he was in from the jump. I gotta ask, how many do you have now? This is what one year later. We're not quite. We're not even quite a year deep. We we got our horses in December, and we started off with two mares. Uh, and I I don't. It may have just been ironic, but we actually imported our two mares from Canada. So uh, that was probably just irony, but uh, it, it's kind of cool that. Holloway imported horses from Canada and, and that's where ours came from. So it's kind of just a cool uh, uh-huh. twist on the story. But what are you going to do with them? Are you uh, going to start a breeding operation? He didn't finish. He didn't tell they, us how many he has. <laughs> oh, he said two. So two, we have two and, and yes, we are They are, They are in full now and we're expecting, uh, you know, as long as everything goes well, we're hoping for Colts in April and May of next year. So we're excited about that. And that's, that's, you know, we wanted to start small, but we wanted to bring that presence back to the town. 
and and just allow it to grow the way it naturally grows you know we'll 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 put them in full again when they're able to cycle after they've had you know their their two that they're carrying now and then if we happen to get some females uh, you know we'll raise them up and try to you know that's that's we just want to let it grow the way it's going to grow but um uh, what else we're doing with them is is a lot of parades. Um, we we have a, a wedding carriage available, or not not necessarily just a wedding carriage, a carriage available for weddings. Or uh, we hit up our local farmers market and and we'll do carriage rides. Um, the parades we can put the team together on a, a show wagon. Uh, so we're, that's, that's kind of the angle we're taking to get people out there to be able to see them. But even even aside from that um kind of some some ways to give back to the community we've gone to the local elementary schools and the local daycares and the the local nursing homes and um uh you know centers for disabled people and stuff like that trying and just we'll just do like a standing appearance and let them come pet them let them you know feed them some carrots and stuff like that just just so they can actually touch a horse and interact with it and, and they're so that's been that's been a it's been a lot of fun they're so iconic i mean the clydesdales i own percherons exactly. over my lifetime and you know we've all seen the belgians and, and all of that but the the clydesdales are the iconic one right they really are. i well yeah i may be a little biased saying that but i that and that's the thing it's like when i was saying all my life you know, there's never been any Clydesdale horses around, but I was always an artistic type mindset. I, if you would have asked me when I was seven, I would have said that I think a Clydesdale is the prettiest horse. Like I, they're just, they're just a thing of beauty. They just, they're just, an, you're like you said, they're, they're an iconic symbol. So now that you're, you're, you own a couple, uh, what has been yep. the thing that surprised you about the Clydesdale, about your horses? Um, you know, they, they get the moniker of being gentle giants, but I was surprised how gentle they really are. Like, uh, maybe it's cause we bought them, uh, as, as broke adult horses, but they, they pretty much stand and take whatever you want to give them. If, if you want to let them stand there for two hours and let people pet them, they'll take it. Or if you want to put them on a carriage for two hours, they'll do that. And the, and they'll, it's like, it's like they do it with grace. That's like they understand that they're a part of a team and we're trying to accomplish something together. And you can tell uh, a young baby or something that doesn't understand and they might slap them or something like that. They don't care. They're 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 standing there and they understand the assignment. Well, and I it's think they're amazing. just happy they're not out in a field for eight hours plowing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They might they might enjoy the limelight a little bit. Yeah. They're like, guess what my mom told me we had to do. This yeah. is way better. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll take some kids petting on me. We we you know where one Pertron was like 18 too, and my wife used to give lessons on little five year old kids in that Pertron because it was the quietest horse we had in the barn. It really yeah, was. That's that's a goal of mine is is uh off of the hitch to actually do some saddle riding and and I've got some farms, like I said, that we manage for my family and, and there's some great, you know, timber spots and, and grassy spots and creek lines and stuff. I wanna I wanna get into the realm of trail rides and stuff like that. Well, one of the things we've learned on this show interviewing thousands of people over the years is that once you're hooked, people tend to get more horses than they need. So when are the next two yeah. going? Potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just have a couple. You gotta have a whole bag. You're you're so right. You're so right. It's like, well, we got two. Well, we might as well just go get four, you know. It's like, why not? 
<laughs> no, we, we, we have made those thoughts before, but we're going to, we're going to allow ours mm-hmm. to uh, grow in full. We're going to, mm-hmm. okay. we're going to take the two we have yeah, we in a year you. and then, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do another radio spot in a year and see where I'm <laughs> yeah. at. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we're going to win that bet, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. So you said you're an artist. What kind of artist? Uh, I, I feel like I'm just a creative mindset. Like I, I love to draw. I love uh, a, a chalk pastel oil. Um, well, if I, I believe you guys found out through my Facebook page, um, I, I do video, you know, that's, that's, that's another art, you know, of, of video form. So uh, that keeps me pretty busy and it's uh, in itself is, is just, just documenting what we have going on and, and putting it out uh, for folks to see. That's that's one of the ways I'm I'm uh, creating myself express or uh, expressing myself creatively. But um, I was I, as a kid, I, I did a lot of pencil drawing, uh, things like that. And, and that's that's kind of just the hardwiring of my brain is the creative mindset. So uh, I need other than other than enjoying the beauty of, of the Clydesdale horse, like I said, I needed a horseman to kind of, to kind of be that other half. And, and Sam was, was the yin to my yang on that. Well, and I, I guarantee you, Jamie, his entire repertoire of drawings right now involve Clydesdale horses. That's all that's been drawn for the last year. I yes. Gotta, that's I, actually one thing I want to do with my video is I want to, I want to start drawing the horses again and, and just video it and do it in like a, like a time-lapse for like 30 seconds that takes, you know, four hours or something and it just condenses it. And then, put it online oh, so that, that's that's actually that's that's uh you're you're right on the money with that hey i got it i was on fnm clydesdales that's the facebook page everybody can go find it there but uh your picture your profile picture is of the iconic doggy is that yours yes yes tell and us about we are, that we are we're every bit as proud of our dalmatian puppy as we are of our horses so like i mentioned uh December 1st is when we started with this whole horse operation. So it was just the perfect timing for my wife to get me a Dalmatian puppy for Christmas to kind of round the entire story out. Jamie, you have to go to the Facebook page. It is the cutest dog ever. (laughs) She's, she's absolute, she's a total sweetheart and she's just, she's just as gorgeous as the horses are. So it's just, she's perfect. And, and to, you know, everything had a reason uh, we named her Lexi because we're from Alexis, and we named the horses Robbie and Holly after the gentleman Robert Holloway that brought horses into the United States. So everything has a reason. Everything ties into the story of Alexis, and that's 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 the whole reason we even did it in the first place is because we have been touted as the home of the Clydesdale horse. And like I said, I'm 40 years old and there never really was Clydesdales around. So I, I just saw that as a as an opportunity to do something positive. Well, I got to tell you, your your puppy is, uh, Jamie has a couple Basset Hound puppies. And I got to tell you, Jamie, this puppy is as photogenic as your Basset Hounds. It's She's so, beautiful. It is so Watch your cute. mouth. <laughs> if, you haven't, if you haven't watched any of the videos that I've put up most recently, we just went through the Illinois State Fair and I put a nice five or six or seven, you know, documented our entire journey through the State Fair. And I have a nice little video of just Lexi going through all the fair attractions and it's 
it's a joy to watch. So if anybody out there that wants to see that, go check it out. It's 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 really fun to watch. And that's at FNM Clydesdales. You can find it there. Uh, you know what you're doing. I, we love when new people basically get into the horse world. I love that you did it with draft horses because I'm a draft horse guy, and uh, you know I just love draft horses. And um, and the fact that the Clydesdale, you know, the Amish tended to go with the Belgians and the Percherons, and they yep. tend to be yep. the more popular of the of the yep. draft breeds. So yep. I'm glad that you're, you're playing with Clydesdales. And uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Gentle Giants. Thank you for joining us, Kyle. We really appreciate it. And have fun with your new ponies. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And we'll talk with you later down the road. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a bunch. It's F&M Clydesdales. 12. Clydesdales. <laughs> yeah, 12. Yeah, 12. Yeah, in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, guys. I love when new people, especially, what do you say, he's 40, you know, get in and want to follow their passion and do something like this. And I'm glad he had the help of an experienced horse person, too, because, you know, their feet are big. Everything's big. And I'm, I would have been petrified to have had my first draft horses without Jennifer involved. Oh, for sure. You know, because it's just, you know, everything is just so much bigger. It's just, you can get hurt easier. I mean, everything's bigger. Uh <clears throat> So I, I'm so excited about that. That's very cool. And Clydesdales are cool, too. I'm, I'm looking for a picture of this puppy. It's Which, on F. Oh, goodness. Do you see, see the it. puppy? <laughs> He's sitting yes. on the wagon, actually. That's adorable. He's adorable. <laughs> he's really cute. I mean, he's all in with the whole Clydesdales and the Dalmatian. I love it. Yep, he went in with both feet. All right. I, I just thought that was a really cool feel-good story. You know, it, he, he was as nice as I thought he would be. So yeah. let's, uh, let's continue. Why don't you talk about Purina? And then we're going to get into a post I did into the auditor room that yielded some interesting results. Well, we are sponsored today by Purina Animal Nutrition with three research-backed ration balancers to fill nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Enrich Plus delivers a concentrated source of protein, vitamins, and minerals without unnecessary calories. Enrich Plus Senior features active age prebiotic technology and Outlast Supplement for aging easy keepers. Omega Mash is rich in omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin E, great for horses without access to green grass. Find a ration balancer for your horse at PurinaMills.com slash ration balancers or visit your local feed store. So we had 135 comments on this, and I just posted it this morning in the audio. I haven't seen it, so I'm interested. Okay, so I posted, what job would you have if you had to have a job but didn't need the money? So money was no factor. You don't need the money, but you want to work. What would be your dream job if, if money was not an issue? What so would yours be? I said I'd probably go back to stage somehow. Uh, you know, I really did like doing that. So I'd probably go back to stage somehow, theater somehow. Um, I don't know what that would look like, but I really did enjoy that. And I do miss that. Um, I mean, we kind of do it here, but we don't have 400 people in front of us laughing. So that... It, that makes a difference, too. I want you to think about yours. We'll get to yours later. But I also want to, as we go down through the auditor's posts, which some are, I didn't expect some of these, uh, some are very interesting, but we need to answer, would we do that? Okay? Would you and I okay. do that? All right? Okay. So we'll make a game out of it. Uh, first one. I'm not going to give names because <laughs> I promised I wouldn't. Uh, interior designer for people who don't have opinions and never complain. Oh, my God. Is that a thing? No. No. 
It was a dream job. <laughs> okay. So these can be completely fabricated <laughs> ways to earn a living. I think that was funny. Um, but I would definitely uh, not be a good interior designer. No, not good at that. I would volunteer for an animal rescue of some sort or all sorts. <laughs> She would have 12 dogs and 55 cats. See, and I, that's why I couldn't do that job mm, because I would have more no. than 12. Well, nobody would let you do that job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, oh, this one's interesting. I'd like Jamie Massey Jennings' job. Play with Aww. horses all day, hang out with Monty, and catch up with a friend four times a week and talk mm, about horses. But I'd have someone else to do my mucking out, poop picking, tack cleaning, and general cleaning for me. Oh, How about parenting, all that, yeah. <laughs> they want to be you. And they want to talk I? to me. I'm flattered. That's really sweet. Who wrote that? I can't say. Remember, I said okay. I promised I wouldn't give names. So so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a little story. My mother was visiting, mm. and um, <clears throat> she went with, well, I got up early. I was up at like 5.30, got out and rode all the horses. Then I came in and did the podcast. And then she got in the car with me and we drove to Guthrie, which is an hour away. And I picked up two new racehorses, brought them home, had to get them settled in. I was in the barn for an, another hour plus after the two to two hour drive and then an hour being there. So four hours of managing the new horses and getting them all situated. And then I have to bring in and feed and do all that. And uh, then I come up to the house and I had to run out and get Lucas from school, come back. Chad gets back from a trip and then I make dinner. And as I'm making dinner, my mom takes a bite of it and she's like, you know, Chad, if your wife would get a job, she could be a really good cook at a restaurant. <laughs> I don't know if that was a couple <sighs> It's kind I of swear. mixed. <laughs> I swear to God. Mom. Jesus. Okay, so like okay, I'm your using, la life is cracking me up today. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm usually really patient, right? So like, I'm pretty cool. I mean, uh, she did say you were a good cook. I think. So so here's here's the the best awkward like <laughs> like I, I turned to my mom and I was like, first of all, I do have a job. I have four. <laughs> Second of all, you were with me for most of the day doing at least two of those jobs. Thirdly, <laughs> you could just say I'm a good cook. Like you could just throw that out there. You don't have to make it. She's like, I was just it. kidding. I was just kidding. I'm like, you weren't kidding. It's fine. This is also the same woman who said of all the people in the world to get a letter from the queen of England, I never thought it would be you. <laughs> Mom, you could just say good job. You don't <laughs> have to. She's really good at the backhanded compliment. Oh <laughs> my God. She also told me we never thought you'd be a good mom. You could just say you're a good mom. I don't see why you have to do all that. So I don't know why that really it just struck me. But let me tell you something right now. I wouldn't want to do anything else. So whoever you are that does that, thank you. Just know that I am so appreciative and so in love with the life that you, I have. So you so. can't have her job is what she's saying. <laughs> you can come work with me. I got a place you can stay. I don't know who you are, but I got a room open. Let's go. A uh, couple others. Uh, there were a lot of them that wanted the groom for top level eventers or dressage riders or Western, you know, that, that I expected those. Uh, one, I would provide horse-drawn funeral services for veterans. Oh, that's Aww. really cool. I, w I would do that one. That one I could do. Uh, if money weren't an issue, I'd start a philanthropy that involved either education or horse therapy programs. That's a nice one. Uh, I would be a mural artist. I'd paint the sides of people's barns with designs they dreamed up. I'm kind of starting to do that now. 
Well, that's cool. I couldn't be that, (laughs) but that's cool. That's a a lot of things that you can't do. No, are cool. (laughs) That (laughs) is cool. That's what we're going to learn. What a great idea, though. Um, I'd be at well, and see, growing up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, a lot of those barns were painted with stuff. A lot of times, it was old advertising for tobacco, but they were painted. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd be a professional volunteer. And she would do just volunteer work with different kinds of places. That Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, like, I, you just wake up and be like, who am I going to help, help today? today. <laughs> I'd open a tax shop. Well, it's a good thing you're not worried about money. <laughs> 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 I'm going to Wisa the next f- four days, and I'll see a lot of stressed out tax shop owners in the next four days. Um, something that doesn't involve getting up early. <laughs> a used bookstore owner sounds great. Are there any of those left? With a t- I love I yeah I think so I mean they're not you know like bringing down a hundred k or anything but there's some really I love going to used bookstores food critic I'd love doing that if I liked more food but I don't like a lot of food <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry I can't eat this I, don't I can't like eat the fish I can't eat this <laughs> can't eat that what else you got <laughs> uh, veterinarian there was a couple of people that wanted to be veterinarians. Is that something you would have pursued if life had been different or not something you would have? That's what I went to college for. I know. But if life had been different and hadn't thrown you the curves it did, would you still want to do that? Yes, that is that is what I would do. Well, okay. So my whole entire life, I wanted to be a veterinarian or work for a radio station. So... Well, you one got one of the two. Lot, one required a lot less education. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot less. Uh, forensic anthropologist or natural pathologist? I well, I don't even know, even know what that are. means. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I pretty much think that whoever wrote that listens to murder podcasts. Oh, I, oh, I can say who wrote this. It was Joy wrote that. Oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> Joy always did use words that we didn't understand. So um, I'd love to do voice work, commercials, narration, audiobooks, guided meditation. Well, that's something you can get into actually in, in the world today. And message us. My husband's tired of doing all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd love to build and fit saddles. That's interesting. Uh, full-time EMT. That's a tough job. That oh, is. A, but I'm that. glad people do it. But it's Thank a tough God. job. It's like airline pilots. I, like yeah. I'm glad somebody wants to do that because I don't. But full time EMT, man, that, yeah, just an EMT in general. Anybody who goes out and saves lives, the things that you have to see. Oh, yeah. Man. The next one is paramedic. So there's oh, two in a row. Yeah. Um, professional or <laughs> you know this person too. Professional organizer. I love cleaning other people's things, and I love going through other people's stuff. I'd like. <laughs> too honest. <laughs> I've done this as a side gig a few times and it's so satisfying. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is just yesterday because like I can't keep up with this house. I know that you're shocked because I have no job that I can't keep the house clean perfect, but I can't. Let's be fair. So one of Chad's golf buddies, his wife is like a complete clean freak, nut job, clean freak, like everything has to be super clean. And she hates her job. So she just started a business cleaning people's houses. And Ch- and the, his buddy was like, hey, would you guys be interested in that? He was Chad's like, like yes. Yeah. yeah. Chad's like, <laughs> he well, didn't even ask you, did he? <laughs> I didn't ask how much it was. Not anyway, she came over yesterday and she's, we're, we're talking. And I'm like, listen, I just don't have time. Like, I haven't, I don't think I've ever cleaned my floors really, like deep cleaned anything. I want I, my baseboards are gross. Anyway, she was like, yeah, you know, I got into this because my husband, um, the golf buddy, 
complains that I clean all the time. And he says, it's like you just want it to look like nobody lives here. (laughs) And her response was, you finally get it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's who I want to hire. And you can go through my stuff. I got nothing to hide. I don't care. (laughs) Well, this person had about 12 people underneath saying, I'll send you my address. You can come over anytime. (laughs) Come on, let's do it. Uh, A novelist. I, you know, I think everybody at one point or another says thinks they have a book in them, but then it involves writing, and that's why I gave up. Um, I would love to just work at the barn or maybe start a thrift or antique shop. You know, I l- love antique stores, except for the fact that I'm highly allergic, and when I walk in, I just can't stop sneezing. Oh, you're like an old bookstore, oh, too. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, I would di- Oh, I'd work for Mary Kitzmiller. Well, there you go. That's good. Um, and if money didn't matter, Mary'd probably hire you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would be a fi- so would I. <laughs> Here's a one I haven't heard of before. I would be a fiber artist, spinning, knitting, and weaving. I never heard it referred to as a fiber artist. Well, you can create anything in this list. <laughs> I'm sure it is a job. Oh, here's one. I love this one. Professional tourists specializing in equine tourism. <laughs> Ooh, we want to be Darcy, Dar- Darlie Newman. Yes. That's what we'd like to be. There's like one be of those Darlie. that makes money in the world. <laughs> yeah, just one. Uh, run a used bookstore. Well, there's another one. Huh. Um, again, I didn't know there were, I don't know that there's any used bookstores here in Ocala, I don't think so. Uh, product tester, but just for companies who have stuff I want. <laughs> I love that one. Like a saddle company, dog training gear, an RV camper company, pickup trucks, and shotguns. <laughs> they say, how did I miss my calling so badly? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to work at Disney World with the horses at Circle D Ranch. Well, that is a job you can actually apply for and get. Um Although I don't think that people go out of that job very often. They, That's they keep true. It for they, a long they're probably time. lifers. Yeah. And the lady who runs it, well, since we started dealing with them, she's still running it. That's been 12 years. Uh, here's a, we got this from a couple of people, and I think you're going to be surprised. I always wanted to be a stand up comedian or comedy actress, but I think that the restriction is there's no talent. <laughs> plus I'm know your, know your limits I love it plus I'm too shy and read my to even read my own bad ad so that's another problem you know what though and I wrote this to her I said most stand-up comics are introverts and are shy it's true um she said well maybe there's hope but the talent thing still could be a problem <laughs> no my, my life like that is the job that if I couldn't do this or horses that's what I would that's what I would have done uh, it's if a there's one thing that pays lifestyle. better than comedy, it's podcasting. It's the only thing where you get paid more in podcasting than the other <laughs> job. Because <laughs> most comics don't make any money. Um, so here's somebody, again, volunteering. Um, I would have gone to med school. I think there was a couple of those. There's several that would have become veterinarians. Uh, a lot of those. A lot of just working with horses. This is an interesting one. I would start a business as a horse logger for tourism. Taking people on adventures to learn what life is like as a lumberjack before the railroad. Well, that's unique. Is there a market in tourism for that? I don't know. It sounds to me like it requires a lot of effort on the tourists. So (laughs) I think I'm out. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people working on farms. This one. I enjoy restoring old furniture and poking around antique shops. I think I'd have my own vintage shop with old and new items. That'd be fun. You would like that? Well, I, I love like getting old furniture and well, when I used to have time uh, be- 
when, when I used to, you know, have a job, I mean, I'd do that. Uh, since I don't have a job now, I'll probably have plenty of time, but I'd love buying old furniture and like restoring it and painting it. Like I've done like kids furniture and put stencils on it and stuff like that. I, I, but again, that was a past life where I had, you know, time. Life. <laughs> we had no life. Uh, maybe a private detective, but I will not spy on your cheating spouse. Well, there goes your job. It's good you're not worried about money. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Could you follow my husband to work, please, and let me know if he's cheating on me with an airplane? I think he is. I'm telling you. There is a garage between here and the airport. Is that considered cheating? Like, Would that be in her job repertoire to to go? And I'm not thinking he's cheating on me. I think he's got a side project, not Mm. a side chick. Did he tell you about the motorcycle or did he just Uh, show up with it? No, we discussed it. Okay. But what Did am I going to say? One? I noticed he ended up with a pocket rocket, not a Harley. Or it's no, it's like it's a dual purpose, so it can go on the road or an off. It looks uh, like um, a motocross bike from like does, the bottom kinda. down, and then a BMW. It's a BMW from the top up. So basically. Uh, <sighs> He, he talked to me about it, and I was like, I did one of those passive-aggressive, whatever you think, and then boom, I have a motorcycle in my garage. <laughs> and I was like, where are you going to keep this? Like down in your shed with your tractor or in the garage with the cars? Oh, it's not going to the like, shed. Are you kidding? What's wrong with you? Oh, I said, and let's think about this. Do you want me to look at this thing every single day and be angry when I wake up in the morning to take the kid to school? Or do you want me to have out of sight, out of mind? So currently it's in my garage, so I'm losing that battle. (laughs) Here's one, and we're going to have her on hopefully in a couple of weeks um, because she has led an interesting life for being somebody I don't think is maybe in her late – I don't even know how how old she is, but she's not old. Uh, But we're having her on. She said professional figure skater in shows. Oh, wow. I would – they would laugh at me if I was like, I'm Mm. here for the job. Does that require (laughs) being on the skates? Uh, I think it does. Um, glass blower. And again, not a lot of need for that, but uh, it is so cool to watch. It is really cool. Well, there, that was fun. That was fun to hear some of those uh, things that you all want to do. We're going to get to some first world problems in the post show. Uh, so we'll do that. And then you also get to hear Jamie cussing and swearing at a wasp. That was oh, my God. Her. I can't believe you played that. <laughs> I'm so putting that in there. Uh, so we'll do that in just a moment. I would like to remind everybody that today is National Senior Citizen Day. So it's my day. <laughs> Are you a senior citizen? I own 61. Does that count? I'll give it to you. You're old <laughs> I've as got well. the ARP stuff since the time I was 50. So <laughs> I think, you know what? I get the discounts and stuff. So there you go. Yeah, I think I'm a senior citizen. So this is my day. I'm going to go celebrate. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you again. Uh, tomorrow we are dark, I think. No, tomorrow we have the Chi. We have Chi University doing Eastern Medicine. So that's what will be up on tomorrow. And apparently there'll be a best of on Wednesday, although we need to, know, <laughs> we need to know, let Ashley know that uh, as soon as the show's Sorry, over. Sorry, I was so excited to do Ashley. And by the way, I said Oh, she'll Murphy. be with you on Friday, too. So Okay, yeah. good. Well, Murphy, the, the, the new puppy, was supposed to get neutered tomorrow, brain surgery day. So I, I do practice what I preach. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to postpone that because <laughs> I, I got to go see a man about a horse. <laughs>